Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, we want to welcome back all of our listeners uh, to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. I'm Chris Bay, and I'm super excited to introduce to you my new friend, Taryn Souza. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, This is super fun. I haven't done an interview in a while, and yours is actually unique um, because for our listeners, Taryn is actually not a client um, (laughs) yet. And (laughs) and what prompted us to reach out to her and see if she would be willing to um, engage with us and and do this interview is um, she got really excited and learned about IBC from uh, a friend, uh, a coworker, and she'll tell a little bit of that story but then sent our team a video of her just kind of, and, and I, I don't want to steal the show because I want you to talk <laughs> about that, but this video she sent us just captured us. We're like, we want to have a further conversation with Taryn around this. So Taryn, welcome. Thank and you. Um, for the listeners, will you just give some context, like who you are, your family, where you live, what you do for work, those kinds of things, give them some context sure. of where you are in life. Yeah, absolutely. And if I miss anything, feel free to follow up. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, so I am a 36-year-old mom. I have a four-year-old. I have a husband. And we also have our nephew living with us for a year. He's from Brazil. um, And we're he's finishing out high school here in the US. Mm -hmm. um, And then he intends to enlist into the Marines. Um, Mm. So helping his dreams come true and, and housing him and putting him up. Uh, so we are um, biologically, I guess, a family of three, um, but we have this this bonus kiddo who's 17, right. which has been really fun. Um, I am a former teacher. Um, sometimes I say recovering teacher. Yes, <laughs> yes. Chris, you know. Um, I do. It's, it's a lot. And we could talk about just that topic all day. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually now own my own boutique marketing agency where I specialize in um, running paid ad campaigns for clients that are service-based and locally based, um, both on Facebook and Google. So I took that leap of faith from having that, uh, the reliable, quote unquote, I guess, mm-hmm. bi-weekly paycheck, um, summers off, you know, vacations, you know, sprinkled into the year. Um, but you know, that just wasn't enough for me because there were just so many things that again, we could talk about it all day. Um, just, it wasn't fulfilling me not for a lack of love for the kids and the profession itself. I was a band teacher, so it was Mm -hmm. such a fun job. Um, you know, I could even say passion, but I just, I felt something deeper inside me that I had to shift. So now I own my own business. My husband owns his own business. He owns an auto detailing shop. Um, and yeah, so right now we're just really excited to have learned about IBC and, um, seeing where that can take us. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Did I miss anything? That was fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm curious, um, you and I have joked about your super hot Brazilian husband <laughs> who I've never met or seen, but I just think Kelly's he's going to meet him tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are doing your dream conversation. Yes. Um, but I can only imagine that he is, I mean, he's from Brazil and everybody from Brazil, super hot, right? Super hot. You <laughs> <laughs> got um, that sexy accent. <laughs> how did you guys meet? Uh, through mutual friends, actually. Um, okay. So we, so for our first date, so I was like, okay, no expectations. Like they, my, our friends wanted to set us up on a date and I was like, oh, like no expectations. I had kind of gotten out of a, a longer relationship and I was just like, 
whatever, like no expectations. Um, but I'm very active and I like to be fit and whatnot. So, and I always like to try new things. And mm-hmm. so I was looking for a CrossFit class in the area. Um, I was visiting my friend, um, for April vacation because, you know, teacher and, <laughs> um, she was like, well, I can't find a CrossFit class, but what about Leo? He said that he would give you a private jujitsu lesson. So that was our first date and the rest is history. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So, um, we intentionally wanted to, to ask you if you'd be willing to do a, a podcast with us because you're not a client yet. Right. And, and, and yet you have engaged, you have been learning, um, you sent us the video, you've been doing all these things. Um, and we wanted the message, what we wanted to share with people is the opportunity for someone who is early in their process with Life Success Legacy and learning about infinite banking. What's that like? What captured you? Those kinds of things. So maybe just start from the beginning. Um, you learned about IBC from a coworker, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, Haley, uh, David chauffeur is a coworker who I was just kind of, you know, we we're, uh, contracting with another agency that I was doing some, um, just contracting work with mm-hmm. as I was growing my agency and, um, the owner of the agency gave her an opportunity to share about this IBC concept that she had been exploring and, you know, taking quite seriously because, you know, now she's an agent, um, you know, and she just wanted to share it and you could tell how passionate she was about it. And she shared about her journey with it and what it's done for her. And this came out a perfect time because I was actually looking for life insurance for myself because, you know, I just, I hadn't gotten on getting life insurance yet for me. And that, mm-hmm. I felt a little guilt around that because I've got, you know, this four-year-old and I've got this family and all of these you know, financial things that should I pass away unexpectedly, my family would be stuck. So I was open ears, especially because of that. It it was the right timing. And I was like, okay, great life insurance. Cool. And well, what else can I do with this? And she just kind of like shared the potential. And I was, you know, you know, when a dog hears something and they're like, their ears go up. Right. Right. (laughs) I was like that. And I asked a bunch of questions. I interjected a little bit, um, during her presentation, just to ask clarifying questions. And I was just very, very interested. And so, um, I think just a couple of days after that presentation that she gave, and it was very informal and it was just, um, making people aware of it, but then Mm -hmm. providing the resources to, you know, come to you guys. Um, and I remember she was like, she said, these guys are legit. These are, these guys are awesome. And, um, you know, very trustworthy. I've been working with them, you know, X amount of years. And that gave me, um, peace of mind as well, because there's Mm. this coworker slash friend that's referring me to, um, a group of people or agency that, you know, has taken good care of her. So, that, you know, referral is always helpful. And I felt comfortable from the start. Um, and so I reached out, um, to schedule a call, not to, I think maybe a couple days after that and okay. the rest is history, it's just been like, and before, before that I, I read the book, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the book, <laughs> um, and I've just been consuming the podcast like crazy and I've just been learning a ton and it's just been, it's been life-changing already. And I haven't even started any policies. 
Yeah. So our, you know, we have our process and for those who listen to our podcast, they know our process. We talk about, you know, how we go through, but we, we really view ourselves as an educational organization and um, you have kind of followed that, right? You're not even, yeah. you're scheduled to do your dream. You and Leo are doing your dream conversation tonight, right? With Shelly. Nine at 6 p.m. with Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, and I don't even think you've su- uh, submitted your financial information yet, right? Um, I submitted you, mine and you and I had that con- you oh, and I that's had right. conversation, mm-hmm. but because mine and my husband's financials are pretty separate. Um, so I, I know I'm doing this like for me and whatnot, but being married, we want to have the dream together. So we're doing sure. that dream conversation together and then he's going to start the learning process, um, mm. you know, with his thing. So we're, we just submitted financials for Shelly to look at tonight. That's right. That's um, right. You know, because when I've been doing all of this learning, he was actually in Brazil um, opening up a new business down there. So mm-hmm. um, it was kind of bad timing in terms of like being able to do the learning together, but I didn't really want to wait for him. So I just, <laughs> I just kind of went for it. And I was Why like, does okay, that not surprise you're watch, me. watch and see, watch what happens. So um, in, your, in your communication with us, um, one of the things you said that stuck with me is you have not felt, and I don't want to misquote, but you have not felt hope about finances since I think you even said like middle school. Yeah. So exactly. I'm curious, can you unpack that a little bit? Like, um, and, and we can go a lot of different directions. Like what were the messages that you received about money and finances mm-hmm. as a young person? Or what was it in life where you just felt like, gosh, hopeless, right? Yeah. And now yeah. you're starting to feel hopeful. So just unpack that a little bit for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of directions and bear with me if I go off on a million tangents, but um. You know, I've always been someone that's been quote unquote, like responsible with money. And I was always someone that paid off the credit card bills at the end of every month, which I intend to get back to. But as life happens, life sometimes gets more uh, expensive and expansive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, especially with having a family, having a home, you know, this past year with, um, credit card bills just racking up. Um, You know, our economy went through a little bit of a downturn. It still kind of is. Things just got expensive. Um, Extra mouth to feed, who's very hungry all the time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, it just, it became a little bit overwhelming. Um, And I was, when I was sending you that email initially, like the middle school thing, when I said, like, I haven't felt this financially like secure or hopeful since middle school at first, it was like an exaggeration, but then I was like, wait, like, that's actually the Mm. truth. Because if you think about high school, you're already starting to like, have to think about getting the car insurance and buying the car and, um, you're working, you're exchanging hours for money. And it's just like the minimum wage. And I did waitressing, which I'm very grateful I did. And I'm really grateful for that experience. Um, and it's just, it starts the grind in high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, later on in high school, you're starting to think about, you know, um, college and loans and my, my mom co-signed loans for me, but like I was signing these loans that I really didn't even like understand how they worked and what, 
what they were going to look like for me. I just figured it was the thing that everyone does. And I've always been a rule follower until more recently where I've become a rule bender and slash speaker, <laughs> um, because I'm just thinking differently. And I think that's a huge plus for me in this whole process, because that's what one of Nelson's things is think differently, think outside yes. the box, right? Rethink your thinking. Rethink your thinking. There it is. Mm -hmm. um, so what started out as like a bit of an exaggeration at first was actually like, oh my gosh, that's actually the reality. It's been the grind since high school and like middle school. I didn't have to think about that. Um, you know, and like, even right now I'm still paying for student loans that I'm not currently utilizing because I left my teaching job, um, mm -hmm. and zero regrets and it is what it is. It's all part of the journey. Um, but I'm excited for those to get paid down in a very short, <laughs> short while, um, because of IBC, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's just a lot, I mean, and in terms of just finances and what we're told, it's, it's just also confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I, I had the retirement, you know, money that I was paying into, and I didn't have a choice. It was 11% of my paycheck going into my Massachusetts teacher's retirement. I was like, okay, great. One day it'll be there for me, whatever it is, what it right. is. Um, you know, I, in one of my school district school districts, I had set up a 403B cause I was like, oh, well, that's what everyone does. Like, I guess I should do that and be responsible. And, you know, it still never really felt good to me because I wasn't in control. I didn't know what was happening with the money. I didn't understand it. And kind of like you guys say, like, um, you know, when you're, in investment accounts and having someone manage your money for you, unless, unless you like really understand, like a lot of people just kind of like pass that off to people. And it's just like the expectation is like, Oh, someone will handle my money. But the truth is like you guys say, no one cares about your money as much as you do. So this just feels so good to me because I have control and I have like the mental control too, of understanding the implications and the, um, like the benefits, or if I mess it up, like what would happen, you know, I feel in control. And so like the education piece, I just helps me feel empowered to do something that feels good. Like I've never been a gambler, um, because I, it's literally gamble. You don't know if you're going to make money from it or lose money from it. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like to at least like at the very least stay the same, like keep the same amount of money that I have. Right. So I'd rather just not go gamble. Um, you know, when you're at the slot machines or whatever, like, it's not that I haven't done it. It's just like, I'm going to set myself a limit, 50 bucks, right. on whatever I want. It's like, when that's done, we're done. The only right. thing that's certain is that people are going to come around with like a tray of beverages that they're like, oh, <laughs> but really we're paying for it because chances are we're losing our money. So like, you know, it just gambling's never felt good to me and investing same thing. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have the brain space to learn about it. It didn't feel good because it wasn't guaranteed. It was a game. This finally aligns with me because it's something that I can control and by contract it's guaranteed to grow. Um, so it all just kind of like, all just finally just all the puzzles just met. And it's like, I think that's just why I'm just like vibrating about it because it just finally aligns with me and my personality and my risk tolerance and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
yeah, that's <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, the the language we we aim for or we use around here is that we want to build confidence and competence. Yes. Where where people understand, just like you were saying, understand what they're doing with their money, mm-hmm. and and they feel confident because they understand, and they know it's not in the hands of some market that may go up, may go down, and by the way, the timing of when it goes up and down is really important, you know, depending on where you are in life and all that. Mm-hmm. I was just um, recently, just yesterday, I had a phone call with someone who's actually in our process as well. She and her husband are both educators and they've got um, little kiddos. So in a very similar uh, life circumstance as you. And she very openly says, I don't know about money. And I've got these I've got these IRA things over here that somebody told me to put money into, but I have no idea what they're doing. And I don't understand how to, what I should be doing with them or anything, you know? And so we just educate. We don't, we don't tell people what to do with their money. We just educate. And then they get to make educated decisions. And because they have that education, they feel confident to make those decisions for themselves, depending on what their, their life circumstances are. Exactly. And to add one more thing too, like the last several years, especially going into business ownership, I've been doing a lot of work around money in general, just money mindset, um, trying to understand money. Like I've been halfway between like this, like um, money is energy and kind of like woo woo kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. but also like, you know, you need to have a strategy in order for, you know, your mindset to really come together and to like have your you know, money, make money babies. (laughs) So like, and I just didn't have that strategy piece. Like I've been doing a lot of mindset work around it. And I think where I am right now with my mindset is like where I am with IBC, it's partly because I've been doing so much mindset work around money to get my brain there so that I was willing to like think differently and, um, consume the, the information and just understand that, like, what I've been doing hasn't been working. So why would I continue to do the same thing? And what I know now, like with what I know now about IBC, how on earth, I think I said this in the video that I sent you guys, how on earth could I continue to go back to doing things the way that I was? So like my mindset was improving, but I just didn't Mm -hmm. have that strategy piece yet. And this is the strategy piece that I feel like is going to be life-changing for me. And I'm just, I already see it years down the road and it just, it excites me. <laughs> so you've been doing this work around kind of abundance mindset, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And then the law of attraction comes into play and, yes. oh, by the way, I'm going to introduce you to this concept. Where did this come from? Right? right. Yeah. yeah. So Haley was like my guardian angel that was like, Taryn, yeah. I need to share this with you. <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> Haley's fantastic. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the video. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because for us who got to watch it, it was it was so fun. Like I immediately was shooting it to the team. I was like, <laughs> you guys, because I send a lot of stuff to the team and I don't know how much they actually read or watch or whatever. But <laughs> this one, I was like, please take a moment. And then um, well, anyway, I don't want to steal the show. Yeah. So tell us where you were. Sure. what your your routine is and what you did. And then also kind of the reaction from our team when you sent it. Yeah, for sure. So um, my morning routine is to drop both the kids off from school. Um, I leave at hopefully by 6.50 in the morning. I think that <laughs> morning was 6.55. So Luke got to school a little bit late than, than he, later than he should have. Um, 
but we drive like to school listening to either like music on low or just kind of like letting everyone wake up. My son in the back is having, you know, a, a granola bar in his car seat and his juice and, and whatnot. And it's not my me time yet. Um, and so I drop Wesley off, um, my four-year-old at school. And then as just before I back out of the driveway, cause he goes to an in, awesome in-home daycare, um, I turn on a podcast and, um, prior to discovering you guys, I'd been listening to some other podcasts surrounded, you know, about like business mindset, money mindset, things like that. But it's been my routine. And sometimes I will just like listen to music if I need to like cheer myself up or, or whatever it may be. So I have my Spotify playlist, but then, um, that particular day I listened to, um, your podcast, which has been on like, mostly like it's been like pretty never ending. Um, just going through all of your episodes, which has been really fun. And do you remember what, what the episode was that I, that I was, I don't remember the specific one, but, but it was Mike, you, you spoke about yeah. how Mike Everett thought when he learned about IBC, he was 50. Yes, exactly. Right? So, um, it was, it was kind of like even off topic from like what the podcast was about. It was really his story that stuck with me and it inspired me. And he was saying these things and he was saying, you know, I finally felt hope for the first time I was 50 years old and I was doing all these things and I was investing, like putting money into the investment and retirement accounts. And like, I was thinking to myself, is this all life is, you know? And then I was like, yes, like, (laughs) you know, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I finally like uncovered this gem of a process that I just finally feel hope. And that's, that's truly the word is hope. Um, and again, like I haven't even started any policies yet, but I, I see the vision cause I get it. Mm-hmm. So as I'm driving and listening, I'm, um, I kind of felt like I was like in church. I was like, I was actually vocalizing out loud. I was just like, yes, <laughs> yes, I, yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm of course by myself. Can I get I, an amen? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just felt overcome with, um, gratefulness to you guys. And so I do my best thinking in the car and I was like, I need to send them a video. So I finally pull into my neighborhood, pull into my driveway and I just take out my phone. And and it's still dark outside, right? It's still pretty dark outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I pull into the garage and I just make a video and I just kind of go off on tangents and I'm just sharing my story about like how I resonated with Mike and how I'm grateful that like I'm 36 and he didn't discover this until he was 50. And look, look at him. Like he's, he's created a whole business around this because he believes in it so, so much. But I, Mm -hmm. I just shared a little bit about how um, I can finally envision leaving a legacy for my family And not even just like, if I were to, you know, go unexpectedly, obviously we hope that that doesn't happen. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of contemplating like my own mortality, just because like you see people around passing away unexpectedly and, and all this. So of course I want to get the the life insurance. Um, but I was just never able to get to the point where I felt like I was actually going to leave my family something. I just, I didn't even know if I was going to have anything for retirement because, you know, I left this career of, of education and like, 
I, I never really learned how to do all things the right way. And honestly, I think I'm kind of glad that I didn't because, mm. you know, this opened up the, this Pandora's box for me where I was just like able to finally like really focus on this process. Um, but I can, with IBC, I can finally see this potential and not so much even just potential, but just like this actual thing that can happen where I can leave my son this, um, this legacy where I can teach him this process so that he never has to rely on a bank, you know, a formal bank in his life. And, you know, um, I finally felt hope for leaving something behind. That's like more than me, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, it just really got me emotional and excited. And, um, so I decided to just kind of spill my, spill my guts to you guys. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I mean, I, I clicked on that and watched that. And then I went and showed my wife. Yeah, <laughs> I went, went and showed Sean and then put it out to the team. And then, and then didn't Mike call you? Yeah. So I was what, actually, what was that like? Of, I was in the middle of Mike Kwong's book. Cause um, in the video, I had actually said, I've read about, you know, three pages. Um, maybe I'll actually do more reading today. I was just mm-hmm. all fired up. So I was sitting down in my, my couch. Kong's book. Dibs. Yep, that, there it is. <laughs> so good. That was another like light bulb moment. Um, and so <laughs> I'm reading that and I see my phone ring and it's a phone number from Lawrence, Kansas. And I was like, mm. <laughs> and it was totally it Everett, totally yeah. Everett. And so I answered it with a smile and I was like, hello. <laughs> it's like, I knew I had sent that video and it was so funny as I was sending the video, I was like, they're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think I'm like this crazy stalker woman. Who's just like losing her mind. But like, you guys had the total opposite reaction. You're nah, like, we already uh, are the Island of misfit toys. So we welcome it. <laughs> yeah. So he, he was like, I was watching that video with tears in my eyes. Like, I'm just like, he was like, thank you. Like, it's, it's an honor to be able to, you know, talk to you. And I was like, Oh my God, it's an honor to talk to you. Like, I know that voice from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to it ad nauseum. <laughs> ad nauseum, yeah. So, yeah. Good so that, that's the story of the video and just how that kind of came to be. So, mm. well, you know, as a teacher, we live for that feedback, that mm-hmm. moment when somebody right. gets it right mm-hmm. or their success, and you celebrate as much as they do their success. And so when you're like, the dots are all connecting and the light bulb's going on, and then you take the time to share that with us. I yeah. mean, I've got goosebumps right now. Just Yeah, I get that. It, From it's that fantastic. So thank you. Thank yeah, you for, you're for welcome. doing that. Yeah, I never really thought about it from the educator perspective like that, but I can see how that would make such a big impact on, on you guys um, and any educator. Um, I still get proud when my former students, you know, tell me about different things. And I actually gave a trumpet lesson to one of my students, um, prior to her college audition, cause she's auditioning for music schools. And even though she's not, you know, my student anymore, she'll, she seems to always look at me as her teacher. And so, yeah. you know, she'll, you know, give me a call or like ask me for advice or anything like that. And that's, it's so amazing to, to get that feedback. So from that mm. perspective, I never really thought of that, but you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fan- fantastic. So, so I'm curious, you brought, brought up your Wesley, your four-year-old mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm, I'm, I'd love to hear you talk about two different things, both of them about aspirations yeah. aspirations for IBC, your financial plan, you know, all the stuff that we're going to be putting into place for you for yourself and Leo 
but then also for Wesley, like yeah. of those things, what is it that comes up for you that, that gets you so excited? Yeah. So it's really multifaceted in the sense that there's, it's not just one thing that I get excited about. Of course, at the forefront of it is eliminating outside debt. Hmm. Um, and as, as you guys say, bringing it inward and, you know, mm -hmm. growing system from there, um, being able to have just more freedom, um, for both of our businesses, because he's a business owner, I'm a business owner and seeing how that could help our businesses thrive, um, utilizing the system, um, you know, and just having a little bit more like worrying less about finances and having more peace of mind, being able to do more fun things without having the back of my mind be like, Oh, I got to pay that credit card bill. And how am I going to do that? Like, it's already too big, mm -hmm. you know, like that can sometimes be like a joy killer, you know, even yeah. when you're on vacation, you know, um, you know, or doing fun things, if you've already got that stress. So I'm looking forward to that being lessened or gone completely. Mm -hmm. Um, and in terms of Wesley and even Luke, you know, I have, you know, a 17 year old who's going to be 18 soon. He's going to be on his own. And, you know, he obviously still has the support of his parents who've been doing a really amazing job with teaching him financial stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited to, you know, share this with him if it's something that he's interested in. Um, but then with Wesley, um, I'm excited for him to not have to ever rely on that bank lending or like being able to have more freedom to be an entrepreneur if he wants and take out, you know, take out a loan from his policy if he wants to start a business instead of like begging for an investor or, mm -hmm. you know, because like, uh, what was it? The golden rule, right? I was listening to that one on my, on my trip back from New York this week, you know, those who have the gold make the rules. And I, I want him to be able to make the rules for his life because it's the life he wants to live and what he wants to do with his life. You know, I've always had to play by the rules. And like I told you, I've more recently been a rule bender and breaker. Um, and if we hold the gold, then we can make our own rules and do what we want. And we're not at the mercy of other people who don't see our vision or don't see our dream or our aspirations and passions. And we can just do it anyway, or he can specifically do it anyway, because he wants to, and it feels right to him and not just some, you know, bank lender, you know, he doesn't have a, you know, high enough credit score, or he doesn't have any enough credit history or whatever. It's like, well, too bad. You don't have the gold. Right. <laughs> you exactly. know, so I, I just, um, like in my thirties in particular, I've done a lot more soul searching and just like breaking out of the box breaking more rules, you know, not like, I'm not like breaking bad rules and running stop signs and that kind of stuff. It's, it's running just, with scissors, yeah, not running with scissors. Well, really it's, it's Nelson's language of rethink your thinking. You're, yeah. you're saying, okay, here's the stuff that everybody puts out there for us. It's in the media. It's all over, right? What Nelson called the noise. And you're yeah. just looking at it and going, is there, tr is that true? Right. Are there alternatives? Right. right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. says this is the rule, but maybe there's another direction to go. Well, and for example, you know, I remember, um, when I was, when I made the decision to leave my teaching job, of course, the teaching job comes with benefits. I'll use mm -hmm. those. Um, 
you know, and that's one of those things that people get boxed into so easily in life. Um, and I remember distinctly telling my dad, and I actually just had this conversation with him a couple of days ago. We were just kind of like reminiscing. Um, and I remember telling my dad that I was leaving teaching and he of course was a little sad at first, um, because he was always like the ultimate band dad. He would, Mm -hmm. you know, always come to my concerts. Um, when I was the musician, like in the, like performing, but he would always come to my students' performances when I was the one holding the baton. Um, he would show up for those parents that weren't showing up for their kids. And like, Mm. he was that type of, yeah. uh, just, he's, he's just that type of dad, you know? And so, but I remember when I told him that I was leaving, he said, but what about the benefits? Mm-hmm. And I said, dad, I understand, <laughs> but there's no benefits to staying in a job. If you're going to school crying every single day. And so to me, rethinking my thinking of, I can purchase health insurance somewhere else. I can do this another way. It doesn't have to be this way because right now it's, it's not okay for my health. It's not okay for my family. It's not okay for my mental state. Like it's, it just wasn't okay. So I had to rethink my thinking, everything that I was ever told about, you know, graduate from high school, go to college, get a job with benefits Mm -hmm. and, you know, just be in the grind. I just, I stopped subscribing to that. Um, years, honestly, before I left my teaching job, but I didn't have a backup yet. Um, but when I was finally able to, to make the leap of faith, I was, you know, I was of course scared. I had fears, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I just had to do it anyway. Um, and so rethinking your thinking was a huge piece for me and just mindset. Um, that's the biggest, most important thing of anything. If you want change, you have to change your mindset, rethink your thinking. So it's, it's been helpful for me in a lot of ways. And I'm just so glad I've been able to be Mm open-minded about this process because, um, if I was still closed off or like, no, my mom said this, or my dad said this, or like, you know, so-and-so financial advisor said this, um, you know, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you guys. I wouldn't be like seeing the hope that I have, um, I wouldn't be liquidating my MTRS account so I could like, you know, be starting this process and, um, paying off these debts and just growing a legacy. So I'm very grateful for a lot of things. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I think for me, just reflecting on my own life, whether it's as a dad or even back in my school principal days, um, or as a husband, um, as my mindset has changed, how much that ripple effect affects the people in my life. Um, I think about when I realized that I absolutely hated doing staff meetings as a school principal and we stopped doing them. Good for you. (laughs) Right. Like, like we'd go to, we'd go to teachers everywhere. Thanking you. I know. (laughs) Teachers like, what is that even a thing? Yeah, we literally would, I would, we would meet after hour, after the school day at a local um, bar and grill. Nice. And I would buy appetizers and I said, you get beverages on your own. And then I would have a question or a topic that we had been discussing or someone had asked. And, you know, you know what it's like at a staff meeting, people are like looking at their watch, Mm -hmm. trying to get out. And these folks would not leave. Like they were just hanging out and, and 
and I didn't have to lead anything. I just would, you know, throw a question out and I would listen. And we we came together. It was just fantastic. Yeah. But then even as you parent, care about the people, you want to bring people yeah. together. And that that is the most important thing about anywhere that you're spending half of your life. Yeah. <laughs> like if you think about it, right? Like yeah. half of your day is spent at work. You want to be in a in a in a environment where it's supportive and um you're being heard, you know. So that's awesome. Kudos yeah. to you on. And even as a husband and as a parent, you know, just our mindset shifting. And I know some shifts that my wife and I have made over the years that our, our kids are like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. And that's actually how I know Haley is through a, um, I would say a personal development seminar, yes. uh, Heart Connection yeah. seminars, um, shout out to Heart Connection, spelled with an X, not a C-T-I-O-N, Heart Connection <laughs> seminars. Uh, one of their seminars called Breakthrough, I did back in 2008, and it completely shifted my mindset, mm -hmm. allowed, you know, gave me a different way of thinking. And so that was fantastic. So I'm curious with Wesley, and we'll start to wrap this up with Wesley, are there messages or lessons that either you were taught, I think of this book called, um, it's written by a CPA. And mm -hmm. he talks about things I was taught that are not true, right? Yep. Are there things that you have gathered over your lifetime or things that you're learning that now as a mom, you're like, I want to teach Wesley this mindset. Um, these are some of the things that would be different than how maybe I grew up. Yeah. So I think I always when growing up and also like disclaimer, like my parents did an amazing job with me and, yeah. you know, um, as a parent myself, you know, that no, no parent is perfect and no parent actually knows what they're doing. Right. We're making it up. We're just figuring it out day by day. <laughs> um, you know, but I think, and it also has that ripple effect of like, my parents were also taught a certain way. So it's that generational thing where they're only doing as good as what they were taught because mm -hmm. that's what their parents knew. I'm trying to break some like generational cycles, um, especially around money. Um, and I guess, I guess I always grew up feeling like money ran out. Um, but that's not to say we were ever poor or if we ever were, I never knew it. Mm -hmm. Um, we always, we never went without, um, but it was never like we had luxuries or like overspent or things like that. I would say we were like solid middle-class. Um, but what does that even mean anymore? That's right. the whole question, right? Um, <clears throat> I was always fed always had everything that I needed. It was just little things like, um, make sure you turn off those lights because you know, that electricity bill, um, mm -hmm. or, um, close the door behind you because, you know, we're not heating the whole town. Um, right. you know, little things like that, that I think it was always just like, and you know, it's funny this past winter, I found myself doing that because I was struggling financially mm -hmm. and, bills were just too high and the income just wasn't enough. And so I, I caught myself in that moment doing the same things and not that they're bad things to say or do. It was right. just, it gave that sense of lack, um, the lack mindset instead of abundance mindset. And also mm -hmm. not that we should be wasting electricity or anything like that. Like, I, I also don't believe the opposite. Um, it just, it gave that feeling of, money could run out or like if the lights are on for too long or whatever that, 
you know, the, the bill is going to be too high. And you know what I mean? So it was that yeah. kind of just like small little, um, small little things that never really thought about until I was an adult. Um, when I have been trying to just like, um, think about, you know, my money understandings and whatnot. And I never really learned how my money could make more money. Um, I think it was always money, um, in exchange for time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for now, like right now, I don't, I refuse to do, like bill my clients by hours. Like I don't do an hourly rate, like with the exception of if there's like, like a weird, like just extra task, I just have a strict like $150 an hour for, mm-hmm. for that. But I do project-based and I do value-based pricing because I just don't believe in exchanging your time for money because mm-hmm. it's it's not sustainable. Um, so that's something that I've gotten out of, you know, my my work around money. So I think those are the types of things that I want Wesley to know is that like, you don't, you know, there's value in doing hourly work at first, right? It teaches you hard work and grit and all of that. And I think everyone should, I think everyone should work in a restaurant, Yeah. (laughs) you know, and there's 100% there's value for that, but it doesn't mean that that's how you always have to live. Um, And then interestingly, I thought that when I hit like a certain age, when I was like officially an adult, maybe like in my thirties or whatever, paycheck to paycheck wasn't a thing, but here Mm. I am paycheck to paycheck. And it's just become the norm. And I don't want that to be, Yeah, I want to have true wealth. I want to have, um, you know, money being generated when I'm not trading my time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm seeking those opportunities where I can, you know, be spending time with my family, doing the things we love, creating beautiful memories, um, and just enjoying each other's company and all of that without having to constantly be working. And that's not to say like right now I'm not trading my time for money because right now my agency is still young and it is mostly just me. And so Mm -hmm. I'm most of the client deliverables. And so like knowing where I am, I can also see the vision of where I'd like to be, um, and being able to have, you know, a business that generates income for our family or a process or a strategy that income uh, generates income for our family without having to constantly trade our time. Um, so hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, um, yeah. that I want him to just understand, but also understand the value of a dollar and the value of hard work as well, because I think that's just equally as important to understand too. Um, but it doesn't have to be the way of life forever. Right. There's a, when you talk about exchanging that time for money, there's a, a book that I really appreciated um, called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it years ago um, and then re-released it actually. She, she was, she's in her seventies at least. And, um, and it talks about like, when you say, I don't, I'm not going to bill people hourly, you know, she talks about some of those kinds of things and really looking at okay, if we go on this vacation and it costs X amount of dollars, how many hours did I have to work to pay for that vacation? And did I get the fulfillment, the quality Mm -hmm. of life from it? Was it worth it to me? Some people may say yes, right? But other people may say, no, I don't want to work that many hours to create that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting book and um, you may enjoy it. Your Money or Your Life, uh, Vicki Robin, it's a yellow book sitting right 
right back there Sweet. on the bookshelf. Yeah, <laughs> Perfect. Send, send that to me via email. Um, I, I'm definitely like, so my genre of reading I've discovered is like personal development. Hmm. I was never into like reading like stories or um, fiction or mm -hmm. really depending the nonfiction. But when it comes to like, just like hacking, hacking your way through like better life enjoyment and like better ways to live and things like that. Like that's my jam. So it sounds so, like quick little tool. Cause I'm like that too. And I'm a nonfiction yep. guy. Um, Blinkist. Are you familiar with that app? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then we'll wrap this up for our listeners, but for our listeners, if you're a learner, which if you're listening to this, you probably are <laughs> Blinkist is an app that what they do is they have um, people who will um, summarize nonfiction books for you. And so within like a, a 15 to 20 minute period, you can get the main ideas of a book and how I, and you can do it either by listening or reading. They have mm -hmm. both available. And how I use it is if someone recommends a book to me, I'll see if Blinkist has it. I'll listen to the summary or read the summary. And then that helps me decide whether I want to go ahead and buy it. Oh, that's smart. And so I can get through a lot of recommendations that people may make in a shorter amount of time and save money and paper and all those things. And then yeah. the books that I really know I want to, I want to read, I nail it. So yeah, um, it's really cool. You use profit first, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. That's another book that I highly recommend. Yeah. I actually got that on audiobook. Um, mm -hmm. So I listened to it and I actually want to get it the, the hard copy. Cause I know he has like some different charts in there in it, yeah. but Mike, Mike, Mike has a great way of Mike McCallowitz has a great way of um, writing and it's very humorous and entertaining. Um, yeah. So that, that was a game changer for my business too. I would highly recommend ours too. Ours too. Owner. Shout out to Brandon Goswick, one of our IBC buddies down in Texas that, mm -hmm. that we uh, love and adore Brandon and Nate. Um, he was the one who read, he's like, Hey, Bay, you need to read this. I know you're going to yes. love it. And that so it was good. Like, and, and I discovered that early on in my, like, I think my business was officially formed for like three weeks mm -hmm. um, before like I learned about it. And so I'm just so glad I did because I had the taxes on hand to hand over to uncle Sam. Not that yeah. I was happy about it, but right. <laughs> you know, I was prepared and I didn't feel like that sinking feeling that I imagine otherwise would have been, um, had I not been prepared with like the percentages yeah. allocation. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. Great book. Stuff. Taryn, this has been a blast for me. Thank you for taking time. I know you've been out of town and had some family stuff going on and, and to come back in and, and join us uh, for doing this podcast. I'm super excited. Um, I believe tonight you're doing your dream conversation, you and Leo. Yes, we are. That'll be fun. Yep. Um, and you'll get to hang out with Shelly, which um, I think you already know Shelly and Haley are besties uh, back from working together. And, and, and Shelly also has been through breakthrough that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I met Shelly, Shelly and Todd, her husband originally. So um, have fun with Shelly tonight. I will. And so Looking forward since to you it. submitted your, your information to our software, to Inspiring Hope and Freedom software, mm -hmm. and you will have had your dream conversation, that means we put you on our Monday agenda. Ooh, so exciting. I know. I, and then, I listened to the podcast about uh, Strategy Mondays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're fun. Um, our whole team joins together so that our clients get the best of all of our minds, which um, I won't make any comments on that. 
<laughs> I was going to come up with something funny, but my my ears will be ringing on Monday, right? That's right. That's right. We'll be reaching out to you to schedule a time to present that strategy. So that'll yeah, be fun. so exciting. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, we're it excited is. about it as well. Yeah. And I can't wait to meet Leo. Yes, my sexy Brazilian fun. husband. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Karen, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. To our listeners, um, thanks for listening in. Hopefully you enjoyed um, this kind of personal story of of Taryn and her family and how they are not even in using IBC yet, but they're just in process. But we hope that this uh, message that Taryn had um, for you was beneficial. Check us out at lifesuccesslegacy.com. Um, if you haven't gotten a copy of Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, we always recommend starting with that. And then, of course, um, we've got other resources there as well. Mike Kwong's book, Dibs on Your Money, my book, Family Banking with Purpose, um, variety of different learning styles, the podcast that Taryn talked about. Um, if you uh, have been joining us, go back and check out some of those early first ones that were re-released. So thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>